welcome. My name is Tracy Cook and this is the podcast series Victim to Victory. This series gives a voice to those who have overcome challenges in all forms that dare greatly to share their real stories. Amazing humans that have seen hope and risen above those adversities to become victorious, to go on to support and inspire others to do the same. And today we are giving a voice to Rebecca Dooley and we would like to welcome her from Vancouver. How are you today? And thank you very much for joining us. I'm well. Thank you for having me. No, my, my pleasure. So let us get to know you a little bit, Rebecca. Where does your story start and who is Rebecca? Okay, so... Um, I was raped when I was eight, uh, by my neighbor, like behind my neighbors, uh, like the, so behind my neighbor, but behind us. Um, and he also raped my sister exactly on that the same day. And it was an old friend of mine but it was not consensual at all um that has our own here has its own challenges i definitely did not trust guys for the longest time but i've been married for 10 years i've been ten, uh, like i just haven't been able like i've had no self-confidence and i've like i've definitely felt like i was never good enough and it's rooted from that and um when i was in grade five i attempted suicide and my mom walked in just before i could do anything and i truly believe she was an angel god sent her as an angel i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her so um but three years ago uh the worst thing an any parent could go for, I had to bury my four-year-old daughter. Um, she had a rare uh, child cancer uh, called neuroblastoma. She got diagnosed at the age of two. She battled her life for two and a half years and two years to the date, uh, she died two weeks after her fourth birthday and that was the worst the worst news to have hear your daughter have cancer but the all-time worst news is that we have nothing we can do and she's gonna die and no mom or parent should ever go through that and it crushed me it really did um and I fought, um, I'm still processing it, but I've definitely overcome a lot. And Rebecca, how are you, how, how old are you now? I'm 36. 36. And you've lived, you've lived a, a, through things that some people can't even fathom. Some people can't even put themselves in those kind of situations, you know, they can't even put their mind in 
what kind of circumstances and the things that you've had to deal with possibly physically, mentally, trust, um, you know, you've lived a lifetime, uh, raped at eight, your sister, um, a loss of a child, um, attempted suicide. That's a lot for someone to go through and, and take on. Um, yeah. I, are you married with a partner now? Yes, we've been married for 10 years. Congratulations. Thank and you. your little boy is in the background there? Yes, he's two and a half now. Wonderful. And do you just have the one child? Yes, we have one. Uh, we decided uh, uh, shortly after. Like everyone was like, you should wait. You should not have kids. And we were in a church community where like there was a lot of parents, and it was like having like being a parent without a child and my husband and I were like the desire of our like our being a parent is more than like what other people said and we were like okay um if it's your will then let it happen and three months after she passed we found out I was pregnant and I was actually I I was, after she passed, like, I was, like, pretty suicidal after, and, like, uh, I wanted to cut myself, and, like, um, yeah, like, I just, you were dealing with no a lot. Yeah, like, I just was just, like, and, like, I had the same system, uh, uh, symptoms as, like, a vet coming back from like uh, the war, almost like so a PTSD. Yeah, big time. Um, and so, like, I got like I did counseling and like I had medication and like, but there was something missing still. So we decided to try, and three months. After she passed, we found out that we were pregnant with him, and, like, it just lifted, like, that hope. Again, like, I was like, okay, like, I've always wanted to be a mom, and, like, and I never imagined in my life that we would have to, to go through that, and he's given me hope. I hear your little son in the background there. <laughs> Now, talk us through, let's go back, because that's quite a lot wrapped up in a bundle there. Let's, if you don't mind, dig a little deeper. Take us through uh, you and your sister when you were growing up and what you had to deal with growing up when you were eight years old going through such a traumatic event and kind of talk, talk us through how 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 you felt did you get help did your parents help um were, were they arrested um not in great detail but how did that like just how much did that that change your your mental health and the way you feel about yourself 
Um, I would say a lot of my deep issues of like self-confidence has definitely come rooted from that. And um, my parents didn't do much. Uh, they didn't believe us, sadly. So uh, that is sad. Um, uh, we did, I did counseling with the school and I was removed out of the class of the same, like in the same class that we were in. Um, um, and so it's basically affected everything in your life, the way you've tried to move forward and yeah. um, deal, deal with life in general, especially yeah. There's no um, resolution, especially if nobody is being held accountable. You're always no. going to pro possibly feel like the victim if you don't mm -hmm. feel like you've got justice. Would that be right to say? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I've done a lot of counseling and uh, about a year and a half ago, I started like my own business and like that's really helped me like grow into the person I am today yeah definitely now obviously going through um high school or college or anything like that did all of this affect your obviously you've said it's affected your relationships and the way you look at the world did it mm -hmm. affect your education and um your opportunities as well um, I've had, I was labeled when I was, uh, in elementary school, like a learning disability mm -hmm. and shh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay, buddy. Um, sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Little bub in the background. That's completely okay. It's a mum thing. <laughs> um, so do you feel like you've been held back from opportunities or education or as a, as a result of that? Yeah, like I, I finished high school. Um, yeah, like everyone was told, like everyone told me like I had a learning disability, but when I went tested, like they couldn't find anything. So like I was, like they sugarcoated, like, they didn't actually tell me what was actually going on and I finished high school I finished college like I just like pushed through it so um, so you've always kind of struggled would that be right to yeah. say you've always yeah. felt a bit of a struggle yeah mm. Definitely. Did, did you get help from kind of your community and things like that um, like when I was little or when, like when our, our daughter was in the hospital, we would have like people come and visit us and like they would come and like babysit her like, well, my husband and I could go out and they would give us food, they would bring food and stuff. So, but not, not really when, uh. I had like, uh, I went to like a special, 
uh, needs class, I guess, to help me with homework. But yeah, so in schooling, you kind of got the the special needs class and support and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> and when, um, if you don't mind me asking, how is your relationship with your parents going through so much? Um, my, well, my mom just passed away in December, but Sorry. when my mom, like, when I became a mom, like, she became, there was a lot of resent, uh, like, I had a lot of resentments and bitterness towards her, but, um, I was able to forgive her for a lot of stuff, and when I, I was pregnant with my first, uh, like, became really close, and, um, and I'm very grateful for that time. Uh, my dad and me have always been close. I've held resentments that she, he didn't believe me with, uh, but, uh, I've forgiven him for that, but he's been, our family's definitely, uh, has gone through a lot, and we just pushed through, so. So everybody um, be dealing with it in their own way, too, I'm guessing, Rebecca. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So. And are you still in con uh, contact with your father? Yes. I talk yeah. to him all the time. That's great. And obviously your husband's a great support, and you can tell yes. you're a loving and caring mum, too. What's your son's name? Jeremiah. Jeremiah, lovely name. And you, you're part of a church community, so you're getting support there as well. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Now tell us about your beautiful daughter. Okay, what so her name is Isabella, and she was born uh, September 2009. Uh, sorry, September 29th. Uh, 2012. She was happy, healthy, and yeah, she was at the age of two, like she was having a limp, and she, her daycare was like, um, that's not like something was going on, and um, so they were like, keeping an eye on it, and my Husband's six foot seven, I'm five seven, so like we kind of looked it up of like maybe it's growing pains, and we were like, okay, that's what it was, and like, but it got worse, like it just kept like she just woke up in the middle of the night, like just crying her eyes out and like in pain, and like so I went to this other other um parenting group and they were like yeah something's not right and you really should go to the doctors and they don't really accept same day appointments but they could sense like uh like an urgency in my voice so i went to the doctor by myself because my husband was at work and 
they were like, they took one look at her and they were like, you need to go to children's emergency now. And like, I will never forget them feeling like, I was so scared. I was just like, I cried so much like that day because I was just like, I was scared. I was just like, I don't know what's going on. She had like dark uh, bangs of her eyes and like, yeah, like it was just not, she was just really like not herself and like, yeah, they, they took one look at her and they're like, you need to go to children's now. And I called my husband and like, he came after work. We were in emergency for three, three hours uh the test and like they did an enema and just like that piercing cry i'll never forget it like it was just like the most intense cry and like you couldn't do anything um and yeah it was like and then it took us three weeks before we could find out what the diagnosis was and it was just the most scariest thing that a parent should ever go through. Um, yeah, we, uh, he's asleep. <laughs> uh, yes, so, huh? Little bugs asleep on your lap. Yes. Um, so yeah, we took us three, three weeks before we could find out what the, diagnosis was and yeah that the yeah like, that was the worst that would have been the longest three weeks as a parent yeah for sure like, and I was, was she like, in hospital for that whole three weeks or was she yes we were, yeah we were not allowed to go home we at least we were together but we just yeah like I, yeah, I, I just, life's on hold, isn't it? And that, yeah. and that anticipation and the fear of the unknown, and yeah, you, know, you want to be brave, but at the same time, it's the most vulnerable you ever are as a parent, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So um, they found out they started treatment right away, which she did really well. She was in remission for three months and we thought like we beat it and three months later she uh relapsed and they couldn't do anything and then we were in connect's place for a long like three weeks no four weeks um no six weeks sorry and then they did like grief, grief counseling with us and um did that help? Did the, the counseling help? Yeah, it did. Uh, surprisingly, there was no, like, support through it. Like, when I actually got to Connect's Place six weeks before she passed, like, uh, that's when the support happened. Like, there's no support whatsoever, like, in that uh, – there's financial support, like, they help, like, with medication and, like, balling for dollars. I don't know if you've heard of it, but they help families specifically in that oncology. So, like, 
if people can't cover rent, then they help with that or like medications and others. But no support, support leading up to that. No. Wow. No, yeah. So um, now my dream is to have a foundation specifically for families that have have lost like a child or like in that circumstance where like they have support to either like go um they can go to like go away as a family because make a wish does that but if you're if your child is too sick and if they pass then it's not valid mm. even after like it's like I called and said, hey, can we like donate to Children's Hospital and in, in the back behalf of her? And they like they were like, no, we don't do that. And it was like that our daughter's life didn't matter. Like uh like her illness took her, but it meant like her life didn't exist. And like, I don't think that was, that's not okay. Like, and uh, so just like to have a foundation specifically for families that are in that situation. So if they want to go away, they want to like do like, uh, like for their ordinary, like donate to their favorite charity or if they want to move, like we had to move, like, the neighborhood that we were in, like, it just was, like, too emotionally draining for us. So, like, we just, we had to move. And moving is just really expensive. Yeah. And so having more resources specifically, or if even for counseling, like, I'm doing trauma counseling, and I spend, like, $75 for a session. And that's subsidizing. Like some families can't afford that at all. Like so, so a foundation uh, that would support families that would otherwise not get support. And it could be financial. It could be counselling. Could be helping a move. It could be a whole variety of things. And I think that if it's filling that that void, and you can hear the the the, the passion in your voice to to do that and uh, rising above your story and going on to help someone else or another family or many, many families um, that you want to actually make Isabella's life have more meaning as well. Yeah, for sure. And just like, just to, and also to share awareness of like childhood cancer, it's not rare. It's like one in five kids can uh between the ages of zero and five those are like the most like vulnerable places and it's not rare like one in four kids like and like seven kids die of it every single day and that's not okay <laughs> 
it's not okay at all. Like, no, go uh, the government thinks like it's rare, but it's not. Like, it's no parents should have to bear their child at four. And not even some are even younger. Like, some are like six months. Some, like, yeah. And have you got a, a support group with other parents that you've met in that situation? Yeah. Um, tell us about that. Um, so we have a Facebook page, uh, uh, like the oncology ward of, uh, um, and then also like a brief parents, uh, like not just from cancer, but also like from like anything. So, which is good. And you're going on to help and support other families. You're keeping Isabella's legacy and meaning of life going on. And I'm sure that your other little one, Jeremiah, would appreciate that. And what was your husband's name? Peter. Peter. How's he dealing with all of this? Um, he... <laughs> uh, he kind of just, like... He hasn't really liked talking about it, but because of what happened, like, he's becoming, like, a pastor, which I've been saying for, like, six, seven years, like, so he's finally going out, uh, going for the, like, his dreams, like, so I think in that way, he's living, like, creating, like, uh, creating memories, uh, like creating like a legacy specifically that way, I guess. Like, he doesn't really like talking about it. That's probably <laughs> his way of healing, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And, 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 and I don't care what anyone says, men and women different with deal with emotions so differently. They, they yeah. really do. And, they, Especially for dads with daughters, yeah. Um, we've got two two daughters, and I know that the relationships with the sons have just got a little bit different than the dads with their daughters as well. Yeah. So dads deal with things, and husbands deal with things in their in their own unique ways, in their own yeah. unique personalities, but also as a, a male and a protector and. You know, um, you know they can, you know, sometimes hold it in as well. So possibly this is his way of healing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've become like assistant pastors at the church plant, and he's like the guy. Uh, our pastors like raised him as like assistant pastor, and like there's been a lot of healing and deliverance and stuff specifically in that area and I'm forever grateful for that uh because my faith was actually really crushed after this happened because like all around the world was praying for her and for us and there was like a lot of GoFundMe accounts and stuff uh that has helped like that did help like allow us to be a family like my husband took time off and, like, um, 
And um, so, I lost my train of thought, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you've lived an absolute lifetime. I know Isabella's legacy is going to go on and I can, uh, I can tell that, you know, you and your husband are doing great things with community, great things with your faith. You're showing hope to the rest of the world and you're using your, your, your story and your voice and platforms like this to get your message out, to go out and to inspire and connect and motivate and show hope and fill those gaps of need. And you're actively doing that with your foundation. And I know the world will thank you for that. And I know that you will definitely make an impact and your life and your struggles and your adversities and, and all the hardships and struggles that you've, you've been through, it'll, it, um, it creates our story as horrible as traumas are, but it creates our stories to, to go on to impact the world and change the world in some way. And I truly believe that. Mm. And it's, it's horrible that horrible things happen, but if we can go on and create a story and help impact people from that story and kind of rise from the ashes, so to speak, then I think to show hope, especially in the world as it is today, with wonderful people, pure of heart, like you and your husband going on to help others, I think that's absolutely victorious, Rebecca. Thanks. Yeah. You're doing wonderful things for wonderful people and people that need your help thanks thank you for and sure. i know you're going to make an impact yeah i've already made an impact um one of my friends like lost her husband and she specifically was like if a mom like rebecca can rise above like losing her daughter like i can rise again above like um losing a husband and that made me cry honestly like i was just like okay like i am like the foundation isn't i'm still in the process of doing it like um but i haven't gotten any like i don't know any direction specifically to get it off the ground but well, hopefully this platform can help you with that. So if somebody listening to this Victim to Victory podcast knows of uh, uh, foundations in uh, Vancouver you're exactly in, mm -hmm. please reach out to Rebecca and help her out with that. That would be much appreciated. Yeah. So, yeah, like I just don't know where to go regarding that. So any help I'm with that, sure that would be awesome. I'm, I'm sure the universe will present itself and give it to you at the time that you most need it to go on to impact a lot of other people. Now, what message would you like to send everybody? What, what, what message would you like to tell everybody? Um, um, if you have dreams, don't give up on them. Keep going. Um, there's always hope. Uh, uh, trust the lord uh it's it was hard for me to do that but when i gave all the stuff to him like that kind of like 
has brought healing and freedom and um and he wants the best for uh, us and um yeah don't lose hope don't give uh don't give up hope don't give up fight for your dreams because they matter fight for your dreams because they matter i love that now rebecca thank you so much for being brave to share your story i know it'll go on to connect and help others you're so appreciated and you can find our podcast on youtube and our facebook group at victim to victory podcast series I hope that our audience has got value from today. I'm sure you have. And please subscribe, like, and comment. And I'd like to leave you with a message. Step into your power and let your voice roar. Thank you very much, Rebecca. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye.